If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Tuesday, November 28th at 11 a.m. Why did I give you the time? Why did I tell you the time? So it's Tuesday, November 28th at whatever time it is that you're listening. You guys, I am almost at a year of doing the show Monday through Friday. That will be in January, beginning of January. So basically the end of this year will be one full year of doing the show. And I just went and checked it out. And according to Apple Podcasts, and this doesn't include Spotify, y'all, just Apple Podcasts, we have 920,000 plays of Daily Dose of Donna, which is mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing to think about it. That doesn't include YouTube views. It doesn't include, um, you know, Spotify. It doesn't include anything else, just Apple Podcasts. What in the world? Who are you guys? (laughs) I'm happy to have you here. Today is one of those days where I didn't feel like blow drying my hair. I'm going to get a facial. When was the last time that you went and got a facial? A lot of people on the housewives specifically, they make it part of their monthly routine. They go, they get their facials, they get their hair done, they get their Botox, they get their waxing. I do the Botox, I do the hair. I do not do facials. And I grew up with an esthetic esthetician. Oh, I was thinking cosmetologist. I'm like, what's an esthetologist? I grew up with an esthetician as a mother. My mom is an esthetician and she had a, we called it a skincare salon. That must be like an Israeli way of saying like a, what do you call it? Just a salon, like a skin, what would you, beauty salon? Uh, I can't even think of like what people would call, what do you call your facial place that you go, facial and waxing. So my mom used to do facials and waxing um, right across the street from CBS Television City where they shoot Dancing with the Stars. So just by the Grove, if you know LA and all of that. But I am excited. I'm going to get a facial that um, she's a mom on my son's baseball team and she works here in Sherman Oaks. So I could use a little refresher. And honestly, I'm hoping I'd take a nap because I forced myself out of bed this morning at 4.45 a.m. because I woke up and I decided I can either go back to sleep and like, you know, get an hour more of sleep, but then my whole day gets pushed or I get up and go and work out at 5.30 a.m., which is what I did today, did some weights and then came home and made persimmon bread because I work out so that I eat and I don't care what anyone says. That's the truth. I work out so that I can eat. 
not that I can eat, so that I can eat guilt-free. That's the truth. You know, it's really interesting being a woman. Like, being a woman is a crazy, crazy thing. So I have slowed down my TikTok usage in the last month or so. Honestly, if I'm going to be 100% honest, since October 7th, like, since everything that happened in the Middle East, it's just, like, thrown me for a loop. And I, it's not intentional that I'm not on TikTok. I'm just not like drawn to it. But yesterday I went back on and I found myself like getting back into it and I had so much fun. But the problem with TikTok is that damn TikTok shop. Because every single time you walk in, like walk in, every single time you open TikTok, what happens? Immediately, the first thing I'm served is an ad for some sort of neck firming cream or some sort of yesterday, yesterday I bought two products. Within 10 minutes, I've never seen these people before. I didn't even look at reviews. I just bought it. I'm so easily um, influenced on the TikTok shop. Are you guys the same? So yesterday, within 10 minutes, I bought a neck cream, a firming neck cream, because I feel like that's my biggest like insecurity. Let's see how it works. And then also, I bought, well, it's actually called Hungover AF, but it sounds so great. Like if you have sinus pain or anything, it's this head thing that you put over your head. It's silicone, so you can put it in the freezer or you can put it in the microwave if you want to heat it. But you can put it all over your head. And of course, it covers your eyes and it just your nose. You know, you're able to breathe. But you can sleep with it, but it's like a pressure. So it's good for headaches. It's good for sinus pain. It's good for if you want like, you know, just comfort when you sleep. Got so excited. Okay. A lot of you guys are saying TikTok shop has ruined TikTok. I agree. I mean, that's partially the reason I kind of slowed down. I felt like I was going on TikTok, scrolling, scrolling, and every other video was selling me something. And while I'm loving, you know, buying all these things, it's it's getting out of control, right? They're serving up content with people that are selling things because obviously they're making money. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy. TikTok is a crazy, crazy place. I mean, you know, algorithms in general are just so crazy. When the algorithm works really well, so like on TikTok, the algorithm works really well, right? So if you search, just say I go on TikTok right now and I search Real Housewives. Within the next couple days, I will be served so much more Real Housewives content. YouTube is the same. If you guys are here, it's probably because you tend to search things I talk about. That's how you found me. That's how you found this video for the first time. Welcome if you're new. And that's just like, that's just how it works. So you know what else is crazy is Reddit. So whenever I'm on Reddit, I went on Reddit the other day, two days ago, whatever. And there was a post about an iPhone from a community called like it's a subreddit called iPhone. And I literally just clicked on it one time because I wanted to kind of see, it had something to do with like, you know, iPhone issues. And I'm like, oh, this is a great resource if you struggle with your iPhone or whatever. So I open it, read it for two minutes, put it down, goodbye. When I tell you, I can't go on Reddit without 46 iPhone posts being served to me. I'm like, boring. I'm not here to look at iPhone content. I'm here to deep dive on Paris and love. Reddit is a great deep dive place. It's a great place to deep dive like cult stuff, TikTok gossip, um, influencer stuff, podcasters, reality stars. Do you guys go? I mean, Reddit is also, there's a lot of snark pages, which is just awful because the people on Reddit can be so mean since it's anonymous, but you can also get a lot of really good insight over there. 
yeah, there's a lot of high, like people that hate people on Reddit. Most pages, like I know there's a snark page on all the big podcasts, right? Not skinny, but not fat. The toast. Um, there's Jeff Lewis, Juicy, Juicy Scoop, like all of them. If you have a popular or successful um, you know, show, there's gonna be a Reddit hate page out there for you. That's just the way it is. Whoa. Whoa, some people are so mean. So I try to like limit my views on those kinds of pages. In fact, I had to unfollow a few of them because it just, it's just so triggering. It's like you can't do anything right. And then, um, but I like Reddit for like finding out like the other day, I was on a Reddit for Summer House and they were talking about Amanda and Kyle and like they were deep diving. Why doesn't Amanda do all these things with Kyle? And like, what's really going on? Is she struggling in her relationship? Is what's going on? So I, I don't know. Take Reddit with a grain of salt and also realize that if you find, if you want to find people that don't like someone, you will find them on Reddit because it's anonymous, like I said. But I would not, I would highly suggest just like sticking with, you know, it's a good resource. Like for example, on Reddit, there was a, there's a, this is crazy. I don't know. This is the, called the rant episode. This is just the episode of rants on Reddit. Um, there's a, there's a subreddit called, you know, like. DIY or something like that around your house. So someone will post a picture of one little random corner in their house that's built weird, like off the side of the stairs. And it's just this like nook and they send it there. It's, it's instead of, you know, crowdsourcing from your Facebook friends or whatever, you put it there and you say, someone give me a suggestion of what to do. So people will say, build a bookcase, put up a rail, put a plant there. I don't know. It's just like, it's, there's good stuff there. Reddit's a good, like Reddit's cool for certain ways, but oh my goodness. And it's, it becomes addictive because like you want that tea, right? You want that gossip. That's why you guys watch this show. That's why you guys watch all these shows. All right. So speaking of, shall we get into the tea? I think we should, right? Okay. Um, today is a day where like, I thought to myself, Tuesdays are always this way. Monday night, there's not a lot of TV on. Like, you know, there's no housewife show that I watch right? There's no housewife show on Monday. There's a below deck, I think, but I don't watch a lot, all of the seasons. And there's no, you know, Golden Bachelor. There's none of our, there's no sister wives. So I come in on Tuesday, usually with like a low amount of gossip, unless something really big happened. Well, luckily for me, I binge four episodes of Paris and Love season one because of you guys. So we're going to talk about Paris and Love. And we're going to also talk about a couple other stories that just hit my news box this morning. And I found them kind of interesting. So if you guys want to talk about anything else, you let me know in the in the comments and we'll get into it. So let's get into some some stories. Sorry about that camera shake. Let's get into some stories. Um, I posted about this over on the Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group last week, but we haven't talked about it on the show. Did you watch White Lotus? I was obsessed with White Lotus, seasons one and two. Season three has not come out yet. I believe they filmed it in Thailand. But season two was the one with Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, Megan Fahey. Anyway, this was kind of cute. Megan Fahey and Leo Woodall, he played the younger dude. I'll show you a picture. They are officially dating and they are so freaking cute. She's older than him. I just think they're so adorable. And um, and it's so interesting because Megan Fahey was an actress that I used to audition a lot. Like she was on lists of mine. You know, when you're in casting, 
the way it works is you'll get a, um, a, uh, what's it called? A, you'll get a character breakdown or a script. And then usually you have to put out a list, like casting directors put together a list of people that they want to audition. And, um, so Megan was always, she's just such a, um, I don't know. She's just such a, a cutie. So she and her boyfriend are official. They, I know that he lives in, in England and she lives here. So we'll see how that works. But the one thing about White Lotus, I love that show so much. But the one thing about it is I wish that they would bring back some of the people. Cause like, I want to see the extension or the continuation of their characters. I feel like if White Lotus was on when Daily Dose of Donna was, because it wasn't, it was before Daily Dose. But I feel like if White Lotus was, I would cover Daily, uh, I would cover White Lotus like all the time. I feel like we would do a Patreon special of White Lotus. Speaking of, this is my time to announce something that's really exciting. You guys love Zach Peter. A lot of you guys love Zach. You know I do too. So Zach and I are going to be announcing officially. Um, so this is just kind of like off the record, but I'll announce it officially that we're doing a joint recap show for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one, meaning Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will be returning or actually not returning, coming to net Netflix for the first time at the end of this month or in middle of December. And so along with that, we're going to be doing a recap show. Um, and it's just probably going to be part of my Patreon series and part of his subscription, but I am so excited. So we're going to be recapping the dinner from hell. We're going to be recapping, you know, you're an alcoholic, Kyle yelling at Kim slash Sutton. Like, I want to recap their outfits. I want to recap how different Kyle Richards' face looks. I want to recap how much I loved Kim Richards and Kim Richards' dating life. Remember when Lisa Vanderpump was just like this like new British woman? We had no idea what was to come with Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I'm excited. Season one of Beverly Hills is amazing. Adrienne Maloof. I loved Adrienne Maloof. I think she's amazing. Okay, we'll get we'll I'll get you give you guys more information, but that should be coming out in the middle of December. And if you're a Patreon member, it's just gonna be there in addition to everything else that I do. And if you're not, you can join and you'll get so much more fun stuff. Okay. So anyway, um, another, oh, this reminds me actually, cause we were talking about this. So Kyle Richards, Morgan Wade officially joins or like appears on Beverly Hills tomorrow night. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Oh, what I would do to get it to be tonight. Right. So Morgan Wade, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Morgan Wade shows up and the the teaser that we have seen, I posted on my Instagram stories, is basically Kyle at some tattoo artist's office or I don't know, tattoo salon, <laughs> tattoo parlor. And she's chatting with him. And then Morgan comes in and Morgan, it just says Kyle's friend. And Morgan is famously tattooed neck to bottom, right? She's got hundreds of tattoos. And so she just happens to be there because Kyle needs to introduce her to the world because <clears throat> could be his her girlfriend. So did I say that out loud? Um, anyway, I want you guys to go and try to find that teaser if you haven't already watched it. Because I see something in this scene that can only be compared to, I would say, how you act towards a boy you have a crush on or a girl you have a crush on. It's kind of like uncomfortable. 
There's kind of like some flirty. There's a little love tap. A love tap. You know those love taps? Like, oh, stop. I thought to myself, does Kyle flirt with all of her girlfriends this way? Because I've seen her hanging out with all of her friends. I've never seen the flirt like that. But, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I just think that, you know, I've never actually seen her flirt like with Mauricio like that, actually. Oh, stop. And the tattoo guy says, how did you guys meet? And Morgan goes, she's, hold on. She stopped, she stalked my, she stalked my. And Kyle said, yeah, I did. I did stalk her. Kyle found her. We've known this story, right? Kyle found her music at the beginning of 2022. Um, heard it somehow, loved it, and said, I need to get this girl's attention. Um, posted about, not only started following Morgan, but started to post on her um, stories, right? And she says it in the scene. She goes, I was trying to get your attention. And then they became very close friends. So anyway, we have heard now from a variety of people that they spent some time over Thanksgiving weekend together. They're good friends. I think Morgan just had her um, mastectomy. So Morgan has the BRCA gene, the BRCA gene. I, I think it's called the BRCA gene, which is basically a gene that says that you are um, essentially hereditarily like more um, – vulnerable, I guess, I can't think of the right word, to be getting breast cancer. And so, you know, a lot of my girlfriends have had this. You get a double mastectomy if you are smart and you test positive for this gene so that you can prevent the chances of that actually happening. So I saw that Morgan was posting that she is, um, you know, getting that done. Or she did get that done. I don't know if she got a reconstructive yet. I don't believe so, but I don't know. I don't know the, the details, but I'm excited to finally meet Morgan on the show. I'd love to see kind of like how they talk about her. Obviously, Morgan is going to be a storyline this season. They didn't just bring on some random friend, um, you know, to talk about this and then they're not going to bring it up. Obviously, it's going to come up next. Tomorrow's episode, the scenes that we've seen so far are that dinner party with Denise Richards. You've seen the scene, right? Where it's a THC party, which is pot. And uh, am I too young? I mean, too old to say that like a pot, it's pot. And, um, and they serve THC infused food, which by the way, sounds like hell. Sounds like hell. As someone myself, like I can do a THC drink, like a can, I can do a little bit of that. I cannot do an edible. I I've decided I've tried the gummies. The only kind that I've ever been able to do without completely panicking and freaking out are the CBNs, which is a CBD with THC, but it's specifically to help you sleep. And there's a brand that I really love called Camino. And it's I do a half of one, but I'll take it right before I go to bed. So I don't know if I'm tripping out of my sleep or not. I do have a lot of sleep anxiety though. So I don't know how smart it is for me to be taking any sort of like, you know, getting high type of things before I sleep. 
Anyway, so yeah, but everyone gets affected very different, you know, everyone gets affected very differently by this. But in this scene, we've seen not only did we see Denise Richards and Camille Grammer show up tomorrow night to the dinner, hopefully it's dinner from hell part two. And then but then we see that, you know, they have this big conversation where basically Garcelle is saying, like, let's talk about your marriage. By the way, we have not talked about the little clip that we saw about Dorit and Garcelle. Garcelle and Dorit have a weird relationship. This was weird that I did that with my hands. They have a weird relationship. They seem to like each other. I know Garcelle has said she likes Dorit and Dorit has said she likes Garcelle. But for whatever reason, they always go a little tit for tat. They don't have like major, major arguments, but they they get a little, they just like poke a little each other, right? Lots of microaggressions we've heard from Dorit's side. So Dorit is, you know, talking in, in this one clip and it goes to Garcelle, who's kind of covering the, the scene in her confessional. And she says, the only thing that I found was really strange was the fact that Dorit still had all of her jewelry after she was robbed and then takes a sip, which is like, did I say that? Did I say that out loud? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens over there. But clearly, I mean, what do you guys think? In the comments right now, what do you guys think? I believe Dorit was robbed. I believe Dorit really did go through that robbery. Do you believe that any part of this robbery was created or, um, you know, executed? implemented by an inside job. Just curious. I do believe Dorit went through it. You know, one of my best friends, Valerie, was the therapist on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills a couple times, but on this last season, she was Dorit's therapist. I don't know if you guys remember when Dorit was going through her PTSD, like right after the robbery. So therapist Val is what they call her. Valerie is my best friend, Valerie Sedone. Shout out if you need an amazing therapist here in California. Valerie Sedone is S-A-D-O-N. She's amazing. Um, she is her therapist. And when you see that scene, Dorit is really actually traumatized. Like she really is struggling through it. We saw it all last season and we're going to see it again this season. So I do believe that whatever happened was without Dorit's knowledge. That's how I feel. But we'll have to see. Now, some of you guys think Dorit faked the robbery. I don't think Dorit faked it. I think Dorit went through it. But it did seem set up in some weird capacity. Just there's too many things that feel weird about it, right? The leaving of the phone, the wearing the slippers, the um, leaving her with her ring. It's just strange. It's strange, you guys. How do we find out? We need Teresa Caputo or something. We need a medium to get involved. We need electronic cigarette. Right? Alison Dubois. Alison Dubois needs to get on the case of Dorit's robbery. Hmm. Anyway, Beverly Hills will be tomorrow and that will be fun. Um, strange segue, but interesting. Well, Mauricio, obviously, Mauricio is no longer on Dancing with the Stars, but tonight is the semifinals for Dancing with the Stars. And remember, I was there last weekend, so I'm very invested, but we still have Allison Hannigan, um, Ariana, of course, Ariana Maddox. We have Charity from The Bachelorette. We have Soshi, the actress, and we have Jason Mraz. 
So one guy, four girls, and they're going to take it down, I believe, to two couples tonight, right? Or maybe three? Maybe it's going to come down to three couples tonight. Or maybe just four. Maybe four will go into the finals. Um, but are you guys going to be watching that? That will be really good. And I wonder if Mauricio's, Mauricio is going to go again to support Emma. Absolutely. So um, let's see what else is going on. Jen Shaw. I don't really want to talk about Jen Shaw because to be honest, like as someone that likes Salt Lake City, I'm so much, even though Monica drives me bananas, I'm so much happier without Jen Shaw on my TV. I feel bad saying that out loud, but it's true. She just really did not give me a good feeling. I guess that's because she's a criminal. I don't know. That would make sense, right? I loved Coach Shaw, but I don't think that Jen Shaw is, uh, was, you know, a positive force on TV. I just find her shady, shady, shady. But anyway, um, apparently her press team, her PR team is still working at full speed because now there's all this press about her and Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. Remember Elizabeth Holmes with the one drop of blood, Theranos, um, that she is helping Theranos fraudster Elizabeth Holmes tone her abs. This is the craziest thing ever because I don't remember that Jen Shaw was like known for her amazing abs. Anyone? So weird. It's so weird. But it says basically that um, she's serving a six and a half year sentence at the federal prison camp in Bryan, Texas for running a nationwide telemarketing scheme that ripped off thousands of people. We know that. But now page six is told she's running workout classes in the prison yard and giving makeup tutorials. That makes more sense with products she buys from the commissary. And she even managed a sushi birthday feast. I don't know about you guys, but this prison sounds pretty fun. I mean, a sushi feast, a makeup tutorial, like what's next? Is there a podcasting class that I can come in there and teach? Um, so yeah, she's been reinvented as Jen Fonda and has come up with a 30 to 60 minute ab workout class she calls Shamazing. Her longtime publicist, Chris Giovanni, tells page six. Chris Giovanni. I can't. I can't with it all. It's too much. She, she lost a good amount of weight. She developed the Shamazing abs class. Okay. Let's let's put it on record right now, okay? On November 28th, 2023, I predicted that Jen Shaw comes out of prison and declares herself a fitness professional and starts selling, you know, going on YouTube and doing YouTube tutorials and creating her own line of like workout bands and balls and dumbbells. Promise you, this is going to happen. They're setting it up. We're setting it up because Jen doesn't have a career right now and she's going to have to figure something out and it's going to work out so well. Coach Shaw's going to do like, he's he's going to be part of it too. There's all these YouTubers, you know, these, um, uh, my sister told me about one that she watches like juice and something, whatever. It's like a, a husband, wife, and they do these like workout routines. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. She'll, yeah. She'll definitely have a podcast. She'll definitely have a workout routine. I mean, Jen Shaw, amazing. Shaw, amazing. Doesn't it doesn't roll off my tongue? Shamazing. I would love some shamazing abs. <laughs> Sounds like something you you know order at a Persian restaurant. Can I have the shamazing kebab? Shamazing. Six and a half years she was uh she was, you know, um sentenced to. So 
probably five and a half years. I have no idea. She may get out for good behavior with amazing abs. Um, okay. So like, let's see what else. Oh, the situation. Did you guys like Jersey Shore? Do you watch Jersey Shore? Are you interested in Jersey Shore? I personally loved Jersey Shore for seasons and then I stopped watching it, but I've been told by a lot of people that it's still going and it's still going good. So maybe I'll get back in there, but Jersey Shore, Mike, the situation. Now we all know that Mike, the situation had some major issues. He was like, he had some addiction issues. He got in trouble. He was arrested. He admits, according to page six, that he spent $500,000 on cocaine, oxycodone, and more amongst uh, amid his drug addiction. It says um, he at least spent that. He opened about the one of the lowest points in in his life, explaining how starring in the hit MTV reality show from 2009 to 2012 helped fuel his drug dependency. Um, oh, he told this to Entertainment Tonight. He says, I was wild. I was careless. I was reckless. And I fell prey to drug addiction. I was into everything. I had everything on me at all times in my Louis Vuitton bag. Everything. He would carry Xanax and Valium when traveling on airplanes and weed and cocaine when he wasn't. He said, my life was going so quickly that at the time I made a mistake and thought it was going to help my performance or my stamina. And for a little bit, it did. The ads are just so annoying. And for a little bit, I have to say that it did. And then, of course, you know, it caught up to him. Um, he said, eventually he became dependent. He was addicted. And before filming Jersey, Jersey Shore, originally, he said he was already addicted to drugs but his addiction escalated once he started to make more money. He recalled struggling to hide his habit from the production crew, explaining that figuring out how to smuggle drugs consumed all of his time. All of his time. At one point, Sorrentino hid drugs in a shoe, which he disguised in a suitcase with about 20 other pairs so he could have, have his fix while filming in Italy. Reflecting back to the season four episode when he slammed his head into a wall while fighting with castmate Ronnie, Ron, he said, I was going through withdrawals at the time because I had ran out of pills. Anyway, um, he said, and then he finally said that he hit his lowest point after wrapping MTV, the MTV show when he tried heroin, which is even Matthew Perry and Matthew Perry's book, by the way, have you guys started it since I started talking about it? Because it took me a while, but since he passed away, I read it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. But Matthew Perry, even at his lowest, he was taking 45, um, you know, Vicodin a day. Like he was taking crazy amounts of medication. He was drinking his face off. He said the one thing I never, ever would allow myself to do was heroin. He said there was something about that word heroin that just like felt way too deep and way too dark. Um, but he checked anyway. So Sorrentino checked into rehab in 2015 and he's been sober ever since he's married to his wife, Lauren, and they have their third child is ex being expected. So like these people can really turn their lives around. I saw John Mulaney, um, comedian, John Mulaney even talked about the Matthew Perry book and how it just, the struggle really hit close to home. He also had some major addictions. So many of these entertainment personalities get so wrapped up in their addictions because most likely it's already kind of like DNA. It's already there. Either they're already addicted or they're culpable, Cody, to be addicted. But then money, money 
and access. Like when you start making so much money and when you have a celebrity kind of like fame around you and you're, you're surrounded by yes people, people will just give you money. I mean, give you whatever you want. They'll just find it for you. They'll find a way and you can find a way because you have so much money, right? It's really, really, really bad. Speaking of yes people, this is a perfect segue to get into my first couple episodes of Paris and Love. So Paris and Love is a show that I personally was not interested in. I talked about this yesterday. I have absolutely not, not one part of me that's like, oh my God, I'm dying to check out Paris Hilton and what's going on in her life. I'm just not interested in it. I don't know if it's the excessive money. I don't know if it's the baby talk. I don't know if it's the, just the whole vibe of like, that's hot, loves it. Like, it's just not who I am. I really, really like watching, which is also why the Kardashians is just a challenge. I like watching more real people. Even Housewives, you could say it's produced, you can say all that, but there are so many, they're so flawed that it feels like, you know, whatever. But I did give Paris and Love a try yesterday because I had a slow day and I was able to have it on in the background while I was doing laundry, doing things around the house. And seriously, thank goodness for my phone and an AirPod because I can, I can watch my shows while I'm cooking and whatever. So Paris and Love has only had one season. Um, season two starts November 30th, so Thursday. And season two is where we're going to find out, we're going to see more of like when she introduces her son, et cetera. But season one is all about prepping for the wedding with her and her fiance, Carter. Is her last, is his last name Reem? I think it's Reem. It's spelled differently, but it's pronounced, I believe, Reem. Okay. I'm going to be 100% honest. I do not find the appeal with him. Carter, Reem, Room, Reem is, uh, guys, he, I don't get it. Now, I am not one, like, your attraction, who you're sexually attracted to, who you're physically attracted to, it's so subjective. It's so, like, you know, it depends on the person. It's like, how can we, you know, judge this? But I am just so in shock watching him go through his life, the way he talks to her, the way he talks in general, the way he acts, what he's into. Uh, uh, she's into this. So basically Carter is a guy that she has been um, like friendly with. They met 15 years ago. Timing was off. They met at a house party. I guess he's a self-made guy. I have no idea. He's a small town guy, came from nothing, self-made couldn't tell you what he does. Couldn't tell you. But they started dating. I'm going to look him up, look him up as we speak. What does Carter Room Room Carter Room career? Okay, did I just have venture capitalism? No, it says he's an American yeah, an American author, entrepreneur and venture capitalist. He's most notable for his marriage to Paris Hilton. And for founding M13 Ventures, which is an a um, an angel investment firm. So obviously he does well. Okay. So the first episode is essentially talking all about their obsession and love for each other. Here's the first things that, that I noticed that I thought were off. 
They celebrate every single anniversary. It's the 20th month anniversary that Paris and her fiance are having. And they decide to go to, he, he sends her, um, and the most expensive, you wouldn't even believe necklace. I can't even remember from where it was some diamond, insane, expensive necklace with a card saying, I picked out a bunch of dresses for you. It was very pretty. Honestly, PK could never. PK could never. It was, it was a, it was a pretty woman moment, right? And then she picked out a dress and then she met him. They went on a helicopter. They went to San Francisco for the night having dinner. And that was for the 20th month anniversary. Now, of course, this was going to be filmed. So maybe it was stepped up, but he was like, I want to celebrate every single anniversary with you. I don't want to put into your minds why I find him the most unattractive, like not the most unattractive physically. I'm not talking about only physical. He's by all intents and purposes, he's a good looking guy. Like there's nothing wrong with him. It's just his personality is so not someone that I would ever think someone like a Paris Hilton would be into, except for the fact that he does fawn all over her. And maybe if you're Paris Hilton, that's something you need and want. But a couple of noticeable things. The, uh, the show is generally based on her relationship with Carter and her relationship with her mother, because Kathy is a huge, huge part of this show. She's a huge part of it. She It's all about the wedding planning. She wants to be involved in the wedding planning. She's frustrated that Carter's taking over. Also, that's weird. He's taking over all of the wedding planning. He's like pushing her into planning the wedding. He's He can't, he's like, he's like getting on her about it. He says that she's not acting like a bride. He's almost, um a little like covert controlling with her in terms of how he tells, you know, her how to act and what to do and how she should be and how she should treat this wedding. You need to spend more time with people like A, B, and C who go to weddings. You know, Paris Hilton, she's smart. She's successful. She has so much money, so many businesses, this and that. But there is an arrested development about her. There is a, a there's an experience that when you see her talk, there's two very different Parises. There's the Paris where she has a little bit of a deeper voice and she seems like she's a little bit more on top of her shit. And she's just like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. And then there's the Paris that is like, loves it, loves it. Please, God, please, hi, and she turns into that girl, the high voice Paris, the baby voice. She turns into that when she talks to her fiance, which I find very odd. And I actually find it very off-putting because she says that she goes into the baby voice when she's uncomfortable, which makes me think she almost has to act or try to be um, a different person around her fiance. It's a, it's, it's maddening to watch. She'll have these conversations in all pink. She drives a pink Bentley. She has unicorn, you know, um, crowns. She's like stuck in a 10-year-old body in a lot of ways. It almost is giving in a much healthier way like that Anna Nicole Smith vibe. But there's not, she luckily from what I've seen, there's not like any addiction or substance abuse, right? Now, Carter. Carter has a shady past. This, of course, is not being brought up on the show. But yesterday in Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group, I posted about this. I posted about the show. I was like, how can anyone actually find him attractive? And someone 
commented a Daily Mail article that basically talks about the fact that he has a 10-year-old daughter whom he has no relationship with. He has no relationship with. He met her in the, um, I'm going to pull up the article. He met her in the hospital. Her name is Evie or Evie, E-V-I-E. And he had her with a reality star. Her name is Laura Belize. And it says, according to this article, it says that he, in the hospital, he met his daughter, his baby daughter. He kissed her on the forehead, handed her back to her mother and left and never has seen her. I don't, you guys, like deadbeat dad, abandoned dad is not hot, right? That's not hot, Paris. It's not. And it feels really, really effed. Like for what reason did you abandon your daughter? I don't care if you hated her, her mother. Um, he was there for the birth and he walked out straight after she came out into the world. Like, he is not, she has not heard from him since. Laura Belize was a reality star on a show called Secrets of Aspen. Never heard of it. But this is a picture of her and her daughter. This is the woman that he had the baby with, and this is Carter's daughter. This is Paris Hilton's stepdaughter. They're not talking about it. No one's talking about it. But now they have their son, Phoenix, and now they have their their daughter, London. And she has siblings, and she hasn't met them. I find it so wrong, and it actually makes me really, really concerned that he is somehow shady. There's a shadiness there that I feel. I don't know if you guys are feeling it. I don't know if it's he's in it for the, you know, she says that he's not in it for the money because he's a self-made man and he's financially completely fine, but he may be in it for something. And I haven't figured it out yet, but there's something about it that just feels really, really weird. Now, Kathy and her mom have a strange relationship too. Paris is very scared of her mom. You can see it right off the bat. Now, Kathy doesn't do anything that is, you know, out of bounds as a mother. She just seems like your typical kind of controlling mother who wants to have like her hands on the wedding and wants to know a lot. But Paris is very scared of her. And you can tell her biggest fear is, you know, upsetting her. Her biggest um, worry is like, you know, saying something that her mom is going to be mad at. I feel like Paris is a people pleaser through and through. And she's always wanting people to kind of be happy with her. So, which is why, you know, there's like, we're going through the wedding planning. We're only four episodes in. When I say we, I mean me. But it's why she almost like wants to do a lot of things away from her mom and opposite from what her mom wants. Like there's a meeting that they have with Mindy Weiss, who's a celebrity party planner. She plans all the celebrity weddings, all the Kardashian stuff. And she basically is saying, you know, I... I kind of want a different kind of wedding. And Kathy starts to get like sweaty and she's like, oh my God. What? What? This is your this is not okay. And you know, Paris immediately like, just kidding, just kidding. I almost feel like Paris is being stunted and not able to fully, you know, do what she wants in her life because she's so nervous about her mom. Remember, there's also that horrible traumatic story that she got sent away to that school provo when she was in, you know, 
middle school or high school, I don't remember, where they really abused her and they they treated her really, really badly. Um, another thing that like was kind of strange is that Paris wanted to get married. Oh my God, I deep dived this. So Paris's grandfather, a, lot, a, a couple of you have mentioned House of Hilton, so I feel like I need to read it. Um, that's the, I guess, a memoir on that whole Hilton family. It's very interesting. So Paris's grandfather, Baron Hilton, this is her dad's dad. I'm pretty sure his name was Baron. He was an insanely successful man, self-made also, but then took over for his father's company. So her great-grandfather's company, and this is all on dad's side, um, to take over as CEO of the Hilton, you know, world. He owned a house that he bought in the, I think, well, it was built in the 30s. Let me look um, because I was so interested in this last night. Brooklawn Estate. So this is in Bel Air. This is a home. Yes, it was Baron. That's his name. Okay. So he bought the home. Years and years ago. Hold on. I want to find the exact year. Um, it could have been the 30s. Oh. I don't, I have to find, I, I don't want to get it wrong. But 1935, this house was built and it was sold for $100,000 at the time. But now it was just resold. And we see the house because this is where they eventually have the wedding. But it was just resold by Paris's brother, Baron and father for $75 million. This was a house that was sold for $100,000 in the 30s. $75 million. Okay, this house is stunning. Look it up if you want. It's called the Brook Lawn Estate. It's in Bel Air. It's 2.5 acres. There's a tennis court. There's a gorgeous pool. There's huge gardens. But it was so crazy because Paris and her, her fiance go there to see the, the grounds of where they're going to have this wedding. Kathy walks in and she immediately makes it about herself, right? She comes in and she starts to hysterically cry. Paris is like, is everything okay? And she's like, I remember the last time I was here and I was with your papa and da, da, da. And I have a feeling there is a lot of narcissism in that family. I have a feeling Kyle Richards is not the only one. I think all of them struggle with this. And I think Paris probably spends a lot of her, a lot of his time, um, a lot of her time, you know, managing her mom's emotions, which is partially why I think Paris is still a little kid. I find it really interesting. So I don't know how many more episodes there will be, but then we, of course, culminate on the wedding. Hopefully I'll finish it by November 30th and I'll be covering the new season with you guys because I think it's a really interesting take. I'm less interested in Paris Hilton and I'm more interested in the family dynamics and this Carter guy. And I'm also really interested in like the old money of the Hiltons. I want to know more about that. Like, I just want to see it all. So anyway, go check out Paris in Love. It's on Peacock. We'll definitely be watching it. And um, and that's that. Tonight is Salt Lake City. Tonight is Winter House. 
Do we really care? But Winter House is still on. And I will see you guys tomorrow on Wednesday's Daily Dose. Of course, thank you so much for subscribing, for being here as always, and leaving a five-star review and rating over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.